So I know you're a busy person. I know that you have a lot of things on your plate, but at the same time, you are a nice person. You're taking the very few seconds just to listen to this podcast to see if there's some interesting, valuable information you can do to reduce the risk of child abuse around kids in your family or the kids in your neighborhood. Well, this podcast is for you. In fact, this episode is specifically for busy people that don't have a lot of time, that just want to know the most important facts they need to reduce that risk. We have experts, we have science, we have a few minutes, but not many. So let's go. With me is Carol Switsky. Hello. Carol is a licensed clinical psychologist. She's a board member of the National Children's Alliance. She is a leader at the Norton Lowcountry Children's Center. PhD, all-around smart person. Very kind of you. Yes, I'm a licensed psychologist. And I'm Stafford Green. I'm the founder of Cape Labs. Cape Labs uses science and facts to develop innovative solutions to make a meaningful difference in the lives of children. So Carol, imagine we're in a shared Uber and we're headed to the airport. And I ask what you do and you're an expert in child abuse prevention. And I say, hey, what's the most important thing that I need to know as a guardian or parent or a good uncle or good neighbor? What do I need to know about child abuse? how to prevent it. One of the most important things I would start with is that it's really important to realize that, yes, child abuse could actually happen to this child, to the child that you love, to a child that you spend most of the time with. Um, So even if it's hard to fathom where this could possibly have happened, um, having space in your brain to realize it's possible that it could have happened to your child is incredibly important to both preventing abuse because you can take actions to then reduce the risk in the few um, times when your child's exposed to somebody that might abuse them and to protecting them if something has happened. Okay, so recognizing that it can happen, it allows you to be more alert to reduce it from happening in the first place. Kind of like if you're driving a car and you think you're never going to get in an accident, then you might drive a little bit less carefully even if you're not necessarily conscious of it. Exactly. Yep. So that is one of the things, just like any activities, we try to reduce the risk of car accidents by um, driving safe and reduce the risk of something negative happening by wearing seatbelts. So we can reduce the risk of abuse happening by laying a really good foundation of communication, um, which thankfully also is a bonus that if abuse were to happen, that communication is the same thing that's a foundation for your child to tell you about boundaries being crossed. Okay, Carol, I see what you did there. You just snuck in the second most important thing that people should know about child abuse, which is to set a good foundation for really good communication with your child. Now, I know that because you talked about that in the second episode of Are They Safe? Now, remind me again, why is why is this important? Yeah, I think the high level kind of why this is so important is that you want to be having conversations with your child that are foundational. So you want to have them daily about positive things that have happened that day, about negative things that have happened. Um, And related to abuse, you want to be talking about boundaries. You want to be modeling good boundaries. Um, You know, so not forcing your child to give hugs or kisses. Um, and as, as small as that may seem, if you're, you know, sometimes your child might not feel like doing that. And it's a nice boundary to be able to model to say like, oh, okay, not right now. That's cool. And then the next time they want to give you a hug and that's also cool. 
it tells your child the message that they get to decide about their body boundaries and when they're comfortable with something and when they're not. Um, and it gives you the opportunity to say that to your child in that conversation. It's, it's not like a one time, like when to have them, it's, um, that they're ongoing and you have a foundation so that it's not kind of out of left field. Um, you know, with bath time, you, that's a great opportunity to say like, yep, those are your private parts and, um, and nobody can, can look at those except for me or the doctor and it's never a secret. And so, um, it's the sort of thing that your child would be hearing routinely, um, and so it, that way, if somebody does kind of make them feel awkward or tries to break one of those boundaries, they're like, this isn't what happens in my family or this isn't what happens in my life. Right. OK, Carol, the Uber is getting closer to the airport. So what is the third thing? The third one was kind of demanding procedures, policies and openness from the adults that your child is with. Um, so it really has to do with um, talking with schools, talking with after-school program providers, talking with um, your family members, if your child's going to be with an aunt, uncle, or grandparent. Kids, you know, if your child has friends, talking with their parents. And really, it, it really has to do with communicating with the other adults around what are their safety practices? What are their policies around child protection? Can I drop by anytime? Actually dropping by those places. So it has to do with some of the protective behaviors and communication with adults. Um, part of why it's important is because you can listen for red flags if they're not doing anything around child protection. That's certainly a red flag, and you might want to look for a different care provider. If the second thing is about having healthy relationships with your child, including talking about body parts when they're young and sexual abuse when they're older, then yeah, I think you're saying number three is about having healthy relationships with your community, including talking about sexual abuse prevention. Exactly. It makes your child a less vulnerable target because um, people who are, you know, people who abuse children look for vulnerable children and vulnerable families and they um, form relationships with the whole family. And so if they know that you are someone that's like, look, I have these conversations with my child. They know their body parts. They know about no hitting. They know about no grownups hitting them. Um, somebody who's um, who abuses a child is probably going to think, um, you know what, this child's probably not not the most vulnerable target. And that's unfortunate that there are vulnerable children out there. And that's why we're doing this, right, Stafford? Because we want people to know about this and it to be standard that parents have these conversations and aunts and uncles have these conversations. So those are the top three. I'm going to add one more. And this is something I've found to be important in my life is when you don't know something, you ask an expert. That's why you're here, Carol, because yeah. you're the expert. If you need an expert in child abuse prevention or child abuse, you can simply just Google Child Advocacy Center and get experts in your area. If you do that in Charleston, then you get the D. Norton Center, of which uh, Carol is connected to. Right. And then, of course, something we've talked about in other podcasts is you can just confidentially talk to professional counselors for free by just calling this national program, which is 1-800-422-4453. It really is this kind of cliche, like it takes a village. Like to protect kids, it takes the adults talking to one another and taking protective actions to keep those kids safe. And so they have to have those conversations about it um, to really do it. So this is good. It almost sounds um, obvious if you think about it. Yeah. Well, maybe not obvious, but it sounds simple. 
you know, like, okay, like think that it could happen, have a good communication and relationship and foundation with your child and talk to other parents or not even other parents, really. It's talking to other adults and that, that may interact with your child. Right. It sounds simple. And then until you go to do it, um, you know, until you go to have these conversations and you realize you're really busy and, um, you're making dinner and, when are you going to lay that foundation daily for kind of deeper communication with your child? It takes effort. Um, and it really takes effort to have conversations and how, you know, I've coached people on this. I've talked with, you know, as an aunt, I've talked with my sister about this, about, you know, as she's raised her children. Um, and now I've been doing this with my own daughter it's hard to have conversations with other people who, you know, have maybe great ideas about these development, you know, um, activities for kids, but they're not doing any screening of their employees for child abuse histories. Um, yeah. And so that can be hard to be like, you know what, my child's not going to come do this activity because of that. Um, and, you know, they kind of, a lot of times, they're, they're maybe well-intentioned and didn't know, and yet you're still not going to do that activity, which can be hard then to tell your child no, you can't do this because they are not protecting kids enough um, out of ignorance, um, which can be a hard thing. So those are the top four things. I encourage, if you have questions about some of these specifics, to just look back in our previous podcast because we've talked about that in more information. Or better, if you would subscribe to this podcast, we can keep you up to date on other ways to reduce child abuse from happening in the kids around you. It's a good cause, and knowledge is the way to keep that uh, child abuse risk down. I believe that the Uber has now reached the airport. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I have really enjoyed this Uber ride. It's always interesting, the conversations you get to get into in an Uber. <laughs> That's true. A shared Uber. Right. Um, Good. Well, thank you, Carol. Yes. Appreciate it. Yep. Thanks for having these conversations. It's so important for adults out there to know.